Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Pull Up a Seat Podcast with Kelsey and Allie. Um, so, I know it's been a while, you know, we're not in the procrastination station, but I think our train is finally taking off and leaving, but we're back and ready to record another episode with y'all. I'm not sure. I kind of feel like we probably are procrastination station. Either that or this, we're really busy, but it's been insane trying to get this recorded, but we're here, we're back, (laughs) and we're excited. So, the last time we recorded was around July, and so it is October now, so it's been quite some time, so kind of like where we left off, we're going to just do a little real quick catch-up part, is that I was planning on moving, and we were going through all that, and so now I did move at the very beginning of August, and so I've been there for three months-ish, And through that, I have been doing great in school, or I guess you'd say great. And then um, I found a job, so that's super great because, I mean, I need money to pay rent. That's very important. But besides that, I love my job. Um, I work under a really Christian boss who always encourages me and just shows me Jesus in her everyday life and always lifts me up with that, so, like, that's really awesome to be able to have that, like, as a constant, everyday um, person to go to, but besides that, um, just settling in, one of my roommates had to move out, so that was really stressful, and so now there's just three of us in this, I mean, three-bedroom apartment, which is great, but um, I do miss that other friend, but besides the point, I just wanted to catch up, I'm doing pretty good, Um, Me and Kelsey have gone through a lot and loss and a bunch of stuff like that later, I mean lately, so we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, but um, now I'll just let her catch up with y'all. Yeah, so back in July, I was crazy busy, which you can see we're still there because it's October and we still have not recorded this. We're getting on it now, but... um, Whenever we were recording, I was about to move back to Conway. I was about to start my senior year, and that has happened. So now I'm just kind of in this um, season of life. It's like good and bad. It's kind of bittersweet because it's senior year, so I'm getting really close to being um, a teacher, which is really fun. But at the same time, I feel like I am really spread thin right now. I've got a lot of leadership roles, which if you know me, I live and breathe off of leadership roles. But um, I'm trying my best to fulfill all of them to the uh, to the capacity that I should. And also, just like Allie was talking about, we have experienced some loss um, in our friend group and our community. And so we've had to deal with that too. So life's just been super crazy, Um, but one of the things that was stressing me out a lot was that um, I have to take the Praxis exam to get my teacher's license, and I've heard so many horror stories about how bad it was and how difficult it is to pass and how it could take you so many times, and that's a lot of money. Like, those tests are not a joke. (laughs) They take a lot of money out of your bank account, and right now I just don't have money, so... I was really stressed about it, but 
back uh, two weeks ago. I took it for the first time, and I got my scores back this past Monday and found out that I passed on the first time. So I really think, I was telling a few friends the other day, I think that God knew I needed some good news in life right now, and I think He was uh, just blessing me in that. So all glory goes to Him for that. And so I'm passing that, so now I've got two more tests to take, and then I've got one more semester of internship standing in front of me, and then I'll be a teacher. So I guess that's about it. Now, unlike me, I still have a whole another year, <laughs> but, I mean, it'll be great. And then master. And then my master. So, I mean, I'm not going to finish <laughs> anytime soon at the look of this. I'm just kidding, but it'll be fine. I'm already graduating a year early because I'm technically supposed to graduate in True, 2020. So, I am on the path to graduating fast. I did that full four years worth of college, and yeah. I'm tired and ready to be done. <laughs> but I'll end up doing more yeah. by the time I get done with all of it. But besides the point, um, I just think that we especially need not to, like, address, but just to talk about, like, the loss and stuff that we've experienced lately because I feel like that has really... Um, played like a huge role in our lives mm-hmm. in this past month or so and like the impact it's had like on our friendship and stuff like that so like I keep saying so like but I think loss for anyone like is super hard and especially like with someone you know and it can be confusing and trying and just like a tough pill to swallow. And so, um, I mean, if you don't know us personally, one of our like mutually close um, best friends, best friend died and she passed away through like a very hard scenario, I guess you'd say. And it's been really tough on all of us here, her family, everyone like around us that was really close to her because she was really young, around our age, so. Yeah, she was, um, her name is Rihanna. Um, some of you know her, some of you don't, but uh, Brianna and I grew up together. We are actually cousins, but we were also kind of best friends by choice just because we lived down the road from each other and we grew up in school and in church together. And then once Allie moved to Benton, Back four years ago, her and Brianna became very close just because Allie was still in high school and I was about to graduate. So when I moved, her and Allie got really close. Um, But it was, I can honestly say that her losing Brianna was definitely one of the hardest moments of my whole life. Like going through that has been so difficult and I feel like Every time I think that I'm getting back up on my feet, I get knocked down again. And so um, I was transitioning into school when I found this out. I found out actually I was in my internship placement and I had to leave and come home and I had to deal with all of this. Um, And it's just been really tough. And, you know, I think Allie can probably agree, but it's so difficult to go through loss, especially in college, because college doesn't stop just because you're mourning. And so, like, I just had these moments of grief and trying to be with family and friends and 
there was no time. I still had due dates. I had deadlines. I had things I had to do. I can't, in, our, in the program I'm in right now, we're not allowed to miss but one day. Um, and so I had to save that for the funeral. And once I got home, her family asked if I would record some songs and speak at the funeral. And it's just been a lot. And so then I guess we can talk about what's happened since then because we had another loss in our community. So. Yeah, so with all that, and like like she said, for anyone that's experienced it, loss in college, like she said, is really difficult because me being almost two hours away now, it's just really hard because you don't have that family sitting there comforting you, being able to just stop and like stay back with them for two or three days. No, I had to work all while I was crying, while my boss was, like, hugging me, and then, you know, you have to go back, and then go back and forth, and it's just, like, really difficult, well, slowly, like, starting to get over, like, the initial pain of, like, Brianna, all of a sudden, um, one of the ladies that I know my entire family is really close to, with my dad being a preacher, you know, you get really close to people, Well, like, for a preacher's kid, I don't know if anyone out there can really relate, um, we move quite often, and not as much as most preachers, but I'd say we move, um, often I've lived in four places, so you're never really around your biological family, um, with you having to move, they're not just going to pick up and move with you, because they also have lives, and so whenever you're in, like, the church and the church family, you develop, like, adoptive grandparents, like, people that call you as their own, and you call them your grandparents, and whatever name you call them, well, one of these ladies I was really, really close to, her name is Mamal Bonnie, and she ended up passing away just this last week, and so that's been really hard because it was close to exactly a month after Brianna passed, so as soon as you're catching your breath again, um, knowing that everything's okay, another loss happens, and so that's really impacted, like, our, both of these deaths have really impacted our church and the whole community surrounding it, but the, the best and the greatest thing about this all in the midst of all the sadness is that knowing that both of them know Jesus as their Savior and knowing that we'll see them again is, like, the greatest Thing. And I have to keep remembering and relying on that, just knowing and just sitting in that truth, like, it's okay, like, they're in a way better place, like, honestly, if I was there, I know I'd be a way better, in a way better place and around better people and all that compared to life right now, because they're living it up. We mm-hmm. might not be, but they are. Yeah. And something that was really special about me and my Bonnie that I think we need to mention um, so we actually got asked to play at her funeral, our worship team, Sharon Worship. Um, we have a really close relationship with Mamma Bonnie because when we started playing at our church, um, our church is very traditional and it's starting to get more and more younger couples and younger uh, families. And so we started playing some on Sundays in the very beginning. And she was, she was almost 90 years old. But you could not tell because she loved any kind of music. It didn't matter. She was raising her hands and singing for Jesus. And so she was always such a special person to look out in the congregation and just see her worshiping the same way she would if it was a hymn versus if it was um, 
a contemporary song. It didn't matter to her. And so back when she knew that her life was uh, coming to an end, it was a few weeks ago, she had specifically told us she wanted us to go and uh, play these two songs, which were two of her favorite contemporary songs. And so it was a really special moment. And I don't know, I've never experienced worship at a funeral. Like I've heard like good songs at a funeral and things have been good. But when we got to lead worship at her funeral, it was one of the neatest experiences I've ever experienced. Just being able to praise Jesus in the middle of a hard time. I thought it was so neat. And then also another thing that's happened. So the morning of Mama Bonnie's funeral, um, when I woke up, my dad came in and he told me that my aunt Hazel had passed away. And so, again, right whenever you're starting to get, you know, get a grip on life and feel like you've got it under control, it's not under control. And um, so I had to deal with that. But I will say there was also a, a plus to that. She knew Jesus. It was really cool. I don't know. Allie hasn't even heard the story, but yesterday at the funeral, um, they were telling a story about my Aunt Hazel. She was 90 years old, and she knew that she was really close to dying because she was just getting older and more sick and things like that. But the day, so she died on a Wednesday morning. Well, Tuesday morning when she got up, she was reading her, her daily devotional, and so she spent time with Jesus. And then they found her daily devotional book, and in the middle of it, like on the page where she had been reading that Tuesday morning, she had slipped in her late husband, my Uncle Jim's obituary. So she had been spending time with Jesus, and she was spending time with my Uncle Jim. And just to know that she, her last day on this earth, she spent reflecting on her life with him, but reflecting on her life with Jesus. It was just really cool. And uh, we got to spend a few hours with our whole family, which we have a really big family, and just spent time laughing and telling stories. And then also um, one of my cousins, he's a preacher, and he preached the funeral, and just hearing him speak on our family and how it is so, like, it's based on Jesus. Like, one thing, a common denominator between our whole family, it's all on Jesus. And that says a lot because our family, like, my grandpa's one of eight kids, and then his mom was one of 13 kids. And so it's like a huge family, but it was really nice to be able to celebrate her life and get to talk about our family and bring us back to what our family was built on. And anyways, so it's been a rough month of our life, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's just been tough. Um, But again, just like Allie said, like, everything is pointed to Jesus. And so we're having these hard times, but we're also reminded that this life isn't forever, but what is is our relationship with Jesus. And Mm so, yeah. So, yeah, it's been, I mean, I don't want this to be like the saddest podcast ever. We're just sitting here like talking about death, but it's just like been a big thing that's like really impacted our life and like our relationship as friends and stuff like that, like, lately, it's just been really big and really prevalent, and so it's something we definitely, like, wanted to bring up, and, like, those people meant so much to us, all of them, and so I think it was really important for you listeners or whoever just to know and hear about, like, what's been going on. We've talked about since day one that we are going to be super 
vulnerable about the things we are feeling and what was currently happening in our life. And so even though it's hard to discuss things like loss and it's hard to discuss, you know, any of this, it's so necessary to talk about. We've like, we've got to talk about it because if you hold it all in, you don't talk about it, then are you actually healing? And I think that that's something that kind of has strengthened our friendship. Like I remember the night after Brianna died, like we're two hours apart. I was in Conway that night. She was in Monticello, but we talked on the phone and just talked about what was happening and how we were dealing with it and stuff like that, just talking through it. And so it's just a reminder to hold close to the people that are with you right now because you don't know how much longer you have with them and just take that time and love the people around you. But mm-hmm. I think that's really something we really need to like focus on is like being in the here and now because you Mm -hmm. don't know how much longer and I feel like I'm really bad at that because I'm always planning for the future every worst thing to happen so I was sitting at my granny's today so kind of changing subjects I mean not really but um I was sitting at my granny's today my granny just moved to Benton and I could not be more excited because I've never had a grandparent closer than two hours away ever and so I was like really excited so I went over to her house today because she lives less than a mile from me which it's crazy just to think about but I mean if you've never lived a life and you've always had your grandparent next door it's so life-changing whenever they do move that way after you've never had them you know I've been alive for 19 years and never had a close grandparent but I went over to her house today and um I was like granny you don't have the news on you always have the news on I said, what are y'all doing? She said, well, when people walk in, we try to turn it off. And I said, well, I thought you'd be watching the news. She said, well, you know what I like? She said, I like Criminal Minds. And I was like, Granny, me too. And she was like, I said, well, it like makes me think of stuff, like all the stuff that's happening. She said, well, Allie, you probably don't need to be watching that. And I started laughing because she knows how paranoid I am and always playing for worst case scenarios. And this is like teaching me how criminals work. So now, like, this car was following me and I was just like watching it. Or like the fall festival at our churches tonight. Now I'm like, all these kids in one place are going to be a kidnapping. You know, always playing for worst case scenarios, which is probably the worst. But I am working on being in the here and now. And that's how it ties to it because I do fret and worry so much about things to come or really just the bad things that can happen but I know that I need to start living in the now because I'm never going to get anything accomplished which I really don't because all I do is worry but with God I mean I can do it it just takes practice and work and changing that mindset oh yeah it's all about the mindset too because again this is tagging on but it doesn't kind of a change I don't know something though that I've been learning through this season of life and the season of loss and stuff like that is um to give myself grace that makes sense I don't know there's like in my mind there's like a pendulum of grace like the freedom that of God's grace and then there's like abuse of grace and then on the other end of the spectrum is like the legalism and because I was like raised in church I grew up kind of with 
this like legalistic view of like, here are the rules, here's what I have to follow. And if I don't follow them, then I'm not being a good Christian. But lately I've been teaching myself that if I make a mistake, it's okay. Um, You live from your mistake, you learn from them, you go on with your life. And at the same time, it's not like, it's not one of those things where like you can just abuse his grace. You have to ask for repentance. You have to turn away from those sins but it's not a life or death thing if you do make one mistake and things like that. And I've been like teaching myself that a lot because I don't know. I think I always have like given myself this like standard of perfection that I had to live by because everyone knew that I was a believer. But I think me being vulnerable and admitting that I do mess up is a lot more attractive to non-believers than this like picture perfect life because they can kind of get on like this hypocritical thing but I don't know I've just been like teaching myself that lately and it's kind of again living in the here and now and knowing that life is going to go on with or without you making mistakes and as long as you admit to those mistakes and move on from them then you're going to be okay and so it's kind of all based on like living in the here and now here and now but it's just those things that little things we're learning from as we're like going through the seasons. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's like obviously very difficult, but it's just learning from what we're going through and learning how we best cope and how we don't and learning um, where we may not be loving people well and where we should. And I don't know, just things like that. I guess I'm learning right now. Yeah. And, like, in this season, like she said, I feel like we're kind of in the same sort of season, which is not always typical to have friends that are exactly, like, in the same season. And I feel like I have, you know, kind of going off what Kelsey said, like, always strive to, like, live this life of perfection. And I was, well, being a preacher's kid, you are looked at under a microscope. So, like, being looked at under that microscope lens, I had to worry about what I was saying, who I'm with, where I'm going, um, just everything that I do, everything I say, how I react, um, just always having the entire churches, all of the publics, all of my schools eyes on me constantly has just been like really difficult, but like learning to just be like transparent. Like I said, that we're going to be on this podcast has just been really important because I struggle just as much as the next person or whatever we just all struggle with different things and I think that's really important also I just want to like say something that's like really important to me right now but so what I was saying is is that something that's really important to me right now is especially like mental health and I know it's taken so lightly and I hate that well first of all I'm going to be a counselor so I think that's really important and the reason I am like this but I think that my mental health has been so up and down lately and something that like I'm have been struggling with is just you know like being real being open um like watching my boundaries that I set and like who I'm all letting in and stuff like that so like I just wanted to let you know that like it's okay to struggle and it's okay to not be okay and like I went to a counselor like 
I'll admit it that I go to counselors because I think it's very important. Like, when I'm not okay, like, I need help. And I just want you to know that, like, you're not, you don't have to be perfect, the perfect boy or the perfect girl or whatever you think you have to be. Like, you don't, like, it's okay to, like, seek help from people. And so I think that's something that, like, I'm really learning. Like, even though I want to be a counselor, it's okay that I need to be counseled. Mm -hmm. and um, other things like that. And so really, like, soaking in, like, through this season, like, I'm learning to, like, let people go who are hurting me because that's something I think, like, pulling from the Enneagram, I'm a six and I don't. I don't let people go no matter how much they want to let go or they hurt me, but they still keep coming back. Like, learning those boundaries, who to let people in, still to love people, still to, like, be friendly. But just be able to, like, focus on yourself for a second, which I, you know, I never do, but it's fine. But I think the best thing that I do focusing on myself is to seek help because I think it's very, very important. And I just want to, like, let anyone listening or to let people know that it's okay to not be okay because I think that's something that we struggle with. We always have to put on that face of, well, when I go here, when I go to church, I need to look like everything's fine because I don't want a thousand people asking me questions or when I show up at work, I don't want to look like I've been crying all day. I need to, you know, put it together because these people deserve more. No, these people deserve for you to be real. And it's okay to cry and it's okay to struggle. And so I think that's something that I'm really learning lately because I don't want to put on a face like everything is okay all the time because it's not. And I just want y'all to just know that people that you think are fine do struggle. And so just always check on those friends and always... Like, be open, be friendly, be nice, and just love others. Because I think that's really important in every for everyone. And I think also something, you know, tagging on to that, but also with the Enneagram, too, is, like, every person is different. And so whenever you're reaching out to those people, whatever they may be, de- they may be dealing with, because sometimes it's, like, a tangible thing like loss. Like, you know that they're dealing with loss. Um, but then it also could just be something that is bothering them that you have no idea about. When you're checking on those people, like, be aware of, like, who they are and, like, their love languages and the thing that they cherish the most whenever they're struggling. Because, like, something that I I have to brag on my friends uh, in Conway, whenever I was dealing with this with uh, the loss with Brianna, I was really struggling, and I wasn't at home. Like, Allie was talking about, you know, being, like, almost an hour away from home. I don't get to just spend time with family and deal with it. Like, I had to go back to school. And so my friends there know that, like, I'm not really an emotional person. So whenever I'm dealing with an overload of emotions like I was that week, they knew that my love language is acts of service and uh, things like that and or quality time. Those are my two big ones. And so, like, my friend Ashlyn just came over the night I got home from being here with the family, of, like, bringing this family. I went home, and she showed up at my doorstep with ice cream, and she just sat there and listened to me talk. And that was something that I just needed. Like, I needed to have someone there and present. And so when you're trying to be there for your friends – and you're trying to uh, love them when they're going through a hard time, be aware of how they accept love best and how they need to be loved. 
Because, like, with Allie, like, I know, like, Allie's big thing is, like, she loves physical touch. So, like, if she's going through a hard time, even though it may make her cry more, I typically will hug her because that's what she needs is a hug. Mm -hmm. Or she needs, like, me to hold her hand or whatever it may be. But, like, for me, I'm physical touch is, like, my lowest. So, if I'm upset or angry or whatever, typically a hug's not necessarily going to help me. It's just, I don't know, I'm a logical person, so I'm like, what is a hug going to do? Nothing. <laughs> but, um, you know, just quality time and, like, acts of service. Like, whenever I miss for the funeral and some of my friends, like, took notes for me that day. Like, that just means a lot to me. And um, so every person is different. Be aware of who you're loving and, like, how you love them best. But mm -hmm. I know, though, that in the moment, whenever someone needs love and they need a friend, they're going to be appreciative of any type of love, whether you're spot on or right, like right about it, you know. Like if somebody came up and hugged me, I'm not gonna be like, get off me. But it, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But if it's your best friend, learn their love language because yeah. it it helps. Like twelve out of twelve, like the highest you can go is twelve. Mine's twelve. Physical touch. So like, <laughs> I need people to hug me and tell me it's okay. But I mean, that's just like the differences in all of it. So. I know we're going to kind of, can I speak? No. We're going to kind of start like winding down. And I don't want this to be like a depressive episode where all we talk about is sad and serious stuff. Well, but it's not, de it's not, it's not depressing. It's, it's, well, I think everything that's like monotone and sad is depressing. But it's, I feel like it was slightly encouraging because it's showing that we have hope. It is but we're also being vulnerable on where we've been at in life. And life's just kind of sucked lately. Like, oh, yeah. how do we put it? That's how I put it. It's just kind of sucked. Mm -hmm. But it's okay. We're going to be okay. friendship and everything. Yeah. It's just so hard being in two different places all the time. Yeah. Like, again, I say, if you have tips on long-distance friendships, please let us know. Because literally, I, lately, I haven't came home every week. Like, at the beginning, I was coming home every weekend because I had, duties to fulfill or places to be but like lately I've been coming home every other so we're going like two weeks without seeing each other and just like our busy lives with I can't be on my phone at all at work like at all not to check it not to touch it you can call me like off the line um but not being able to be on my phone all the time I don't see people here often so it's just been really hard and like balancing everything but besides the point I just really hope that y'all did enjoy this podcast and everything so we're going to get that instagram really up and running but if you do want to email us it's publicity at gmail.com i'm pretty sure yes if you have questions or stuff we would love to do like q and a's if y'all get really active that would be awesome i know a lot of people um slid into my dms or on my snapchat and was like hey i listen to your podcast people i thought would never listen to our podcast we're sending me people I've known like since I was little or haven't talked to in about five years or so. We're literally sliding into my messages saying that they enjoyed this podcast. So I hope you do enjoy it. And through our crazy busy life, I just hope you get to kind of experience it with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, if you have any questions, comments, topics that you would like for us to talk about, obviously we're not knowers of everything but no. we probably do have some sort of opinion or if it's a question we can always study up on it before we record so if you have anything that you would like for us to talk about please put it in the dm send us um 
an email, whatever, or you can, if you're friends with us personally, let us know personally. We would love to hear what you want to talk about Mm -hmm. because obviously we're here trying to encourage and uplift the people around us and just be vulnerable about our lives. So if you have anything, please let us know. And I promise next time it's not going to be two, three months, four months before you get the next one. So we're going to try to really work harder on getting these out faster for y'all because people were asking me whenever we release that one, when are we when are we releasing the next one? And we've not even sat down to think about it because we have been all over the world. Well, first of all, we let that other one publish literally almost two months later. But we will get better at this, I promise. And now we kind of have more of how to do it and what to do. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's encouraging. But I hope you guys have a good week. And I hope it's encouraging and it's great for y'all. But other than that, Kelsey, you got anything left to say? I don't think so. We'll see y'all next time. All right. Bye. Bye.